Hey guys, and welcome back to Here's the Thing, 5 Cent Therapy Edition, episode 1, baby. Um, First things first, if you're one of my parents or a parent of one of my friends, this episode is not for you. Um, So I love you, thank you for the support, but with all due respect, kindly click off for now. But uh, to the rest of you, welcome back. I'm ecstatic that you're here. I'm really excited to be sharing this new series with you. I've gotten a lot of good responses uh, so far. Uh, Truth be told, this is my second time recording this episode because the first one, I don't know what was going on the day that I recorded it, but I went back and listened. I'm like tripping over my words, every other word, saying things wrong. I don't know. just wasn't the smoothest day for speaking for me. So um, I did already see some of the responses um, reacted to a couple, but I'll be going over the same ones today and then some more that I've gotten since then. So get excited. If you don't hear a response to yours today, most likely it'll be in a future episode. If not, I'm sorry. That might be an indicator that the um, caliber of help you really need is not something I can provide. Um, Along with that, disclaimer, I'm not a professional. Also, disclaimer, this is mostly meant for entertainment purposes. So, I don't know. By all means, send in your most serious and pressing problems, but also maybe don't expect, again, the caliber of help you may actually need. Um, But that being said, we do all need help, and I love giving advice. Um, So, who knows? There might be some nuggets of gold in here for you as you listen. Uh, If you didn't submit anything and you're listening, I'm glad you're here too. Feel free in the future to submit something, Um, but thank you so much for the support. Thank you for listening. Let's jump in. First one, my ex texted me happy birthday and I ignored it. We had only broken up a month before. Was I wrong not to respond? I think there are very few times when you should actually respond to an ex reaching out. Um... I think it'd be one thing if it was seven or eight months down the road or if you guys like really had just stayed really good friends and had been communicating up to this point, then maybe you should have responded. But no, I don't think you're in the wrong at all. I think you're fully in the right. Um, This doesn't say if it was a guy or girl who sent this in, but I'm assuming you were the one who was broken up with. And the fact this was only a month ago makes me think that maybe this person is reaching out to try and, like, make themselves feel better, um, or just try to reignite something. Not necessarily a relationship, but just some sort of connection. And, I mean, a month is still fresh. That's still raw. That's hard. Uh, and I, I can just imagine the stomach drop you got when you saw that text pop up on your phone. So, no, I think you're fully in the right, actually, for not responding. Um, Again, if it was seven seven or eight months down the line, maybe you could have. But even then, I don't think you'd be in the wrong not to. Uh, it has been over a month, though. I'm sure you've <laughs> figured that out. I hope you're doing hope you're doing good. All right, next. Uh, I <laughs> I let my boyfriend put it in my ass. Now I've been constipated for almost a week. My stomach feels like it's going to explode, and he wants it. <laughs> Do it again. Um peg him see how he feels the next day honestly um that's all i'm gonna say about that um hope you figured that out again you too i hope you're doing better oh lord okay um let's see which one next no matter how hard i try i can't get over things that happened months or even years ago and worry everybody hates me all the time i feel like i need to grow but i can't I think almost every human ever has 
felt this at some point. Um, and maybe not to the same extent that you're feeling it, but I think there are moments for everybody where we look back on things that we did and think, I am a horrible person for doing that, and why can I not let go of it? Um, I think in my own life, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, especially, I don't know, last year. Um, I don't know. I remember journaling about this quite a bit. Not even, like, sparked by anything, but it's it's hard to let go of mistakes you make. It really is. Um, but let me, okay, let me just lay this out here in the most concise way I can put this. I think when you make a mistake, the only things you can do, the best things you can do are, one, say sorry, ask for forgiveness, learn from it, and use it to better yourself as a person, and then try your absolute best to let go of it. Um, I mean, just the act of saying sorry to somebody, and obviously you feel sorry for these things if, if you're still thinking about them months or years later, um, that can be such a relief of regret and emotion. And I think even if you've already apologized to somebody for some, for a mistake that you've made, telling them again, saying like, I this happened years ago and I know I apologize, but like, I still feel bad about it. And I just, I'm still sorry about that. Um, chances are you'll find other people saying like, oh, I forgot about that a long time ago or no, like, it's totally okay. You really don't have to think about it anymore. Um, cause I mean, think about how many mistakes other people have made toward you, toward you that you like really hold on to and remember from years ago. I mean, maybe you think about it on occasion, but I think um, unless it's something really big or dramatic, very few people are affected by by things other people did to them, um, especially if it was something in, like, middle school, high school. I don't know. People forget about those things pretty quickly. Uh, it's easier said than done, but I really would try not to beat yourself up too much over mistakes you've made, especially if you have apologized, asked for forgiveness, uh, done your best to move on from it. Um your section in here about, I feel like I need to grow, but I can't. I think the fact that you're still reflecting on these things months or years ago shows that you are growing from them because that tells me that you still feel bad about them, that you took them into consideration and take them into consideration when you think about yourself as a person and you're able, oh, another thing, uh, even before saying sorry and asking for forgiveness, just taking full accountability. Um, let me backtrack here. The most you can do, the best you can do is take accountability, apologize, ask for forgiveness, try your best to move on from it and use it as a learning experience. Um, anyway, the fact that you're telling me you're still thinking about these things, still reflecting on them, tells me that you do feel bad about them. Um, and that in itself is growth. It really is. And I know it might not feel like it, but, um, I mean, reflecting on those mistakes and using them to not make similar ones or the same ones, that's growth in itself. So be proud of yourself for that. Um, it really, it just takes time to let go of things, I think, especially if you're somebody who is very empathetic um, or you tend to overthink a little bit. Um, I feel like in the past couple years, I've gotten out of my overthinking cycle a little bit, but definitely before that, I struggled a lot with this. Um, I would beat myself up over things I did when I was 11. And here's what I'm going to say to you, okay? 
maybe you were a really bad person or maybe you were just 13. Maybe you were just 14, whatever it was. You're so young um, when you make mistakes. And I mean, like high school age, everybody's making mistakes because everybody's trying to figure out who they are. Everybody's trying to learn. Um, and oh my gosh, even in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, nobody has it figured out. Everybody's making mistakes every day. That's just part of being human, unfortunately. Um, and that's just how it goes. But you're not a bad person for making mistakes um, and recognizing them. I think that makes you a good person for being able to recognize them and take accountability for them and recognize that you feel like you're struggling to to grow from that. Um, so I think you should be proud of yourself. Um, I think you should cut yourself some slack. And if you find these thoughts, these negative reflections of yourself starting to creep up in your mind, tell yourself, well, first of all, ask yourself, what did I do about it? Did I apologize? Did I ask for forgiveness? Um, did I make it right? Whatever that means. And then ask yourself, why is this still eating me up so much? Uh, did this mistake wound my pride, wound my ego? Uh, did it make me feel like I'm not good enough? Did it make me feel like I'm not blank enough? Whatever it may be. Why is this still consuming so much of my brain? Is there something that's still unresolved that I can make better? Um, ask yourself those questions. And if the answer to all of those things is, yes, I resolved it. I did my best. I apologize. Just allow yourself to take a breath and accept it. First of all, feel it. Say, yep, I did that. Um, it sucked. It was a mistake. But you know what? Everybody makes mistakes. And if I've done what I can to make it better, I'm allowed to move on from it. And I'm still a good person. Um and repeat that to yourself every time you start to think of these things, because after a while, it really does help. And after a while, I really do think it gets easier to let go of those things. The more you tell yourself, I'm still a good person. I'm still worthy. I'm still valuable. Everybody makes mistakes. Um, so if there are mistakes that you've made in your life that you're consistently thinking about, if you haven't made them right, go do that because that always makes it better. That's always the best thing you can do. Um, and then just remind yourself, it's okay. The world moves on. Um, it doesn't need to affect you as much as it does. And again, I know that's easier said than done, but truly I think with practice, it does become a lot easier to let go of those things. So yeah, um, be proud of yourself. Hang in there. You are growing even if you don't feel like it. Next, my boyfriend regularly screenshots my location to ask me where I am and who I'm with. Hashtag he crazy. Um, okay, well, either he is insane, uh, because I feel like that is definitely not necessary if you're in a relationship built on trust, or maybe he has reason to do that. I don't know. I have no idea who submitted this. I have no idea who you are as a person. Um, but... If this, if you're in a solid relationship that he has no reason to distrust you and you don't have a reason to distrust him, that is controlling. I think it's different if a relationship is not built on trust because then it makes sense that people are going to do things like that. Um, and maybe then that's a relationship you should not partake in. But um, if you're in a relationship 
that's good. That's solid. You've never given each other a reason not to trust each other. That is controlling. Um, and I think could become toxic pretty quickly if it hasn't already. Uh, I've seen this happen with a couple of my friends. And I mean, in one scenario, there was reason not to trust each other, right? And eventually they broke up and I think that was good. Um, so maybe consider what the foundations of your relationship are on a deeper level. Is it built on trust? Is it built on maturity? Do you guys really trust each other? Um, I mean, okay, let me be honest. The fact that he's doing this all the time makes me feel like he doesn't trust you. And if he has no reason not to trust you, then he's just toxic. So what I would do is have a very open, honest conversation about this. First, just about him screenshotting your location all the time, asking who you're with all the time. Um, and just be very honest about how that makes you feel without using blame words like, oh, you make me feel like this or you do this and it makes me whatever. Just say, I've noticed this happens a lot and it makes me wonder if you trust me fully um, and it makes me feel as though you don't. And I'm wondering how we can work on changing that because I want our relationship to be built on trust and to be built on um, mutual well-being, right? Um, I think honesty is always the best policy. If this is something that bugs you and you haven't said anything, you should. I mean, you know yourself best, you know him best, uh, and how he would take that. So I'm sure you have better insight into how to communicate in your relationship than I do. But personally, again, I would say just be fully honest, avoid using blame sentences. Cause I think, this is something that people could get defensive about if they're confronted about it. But, um, yeah, just be honest. Say, I've noticed this. It makes me feel this way. What can we do to change it? And you know what? If it continues after that, I think it's okay to give second chances. Have another conversation. If it continues after that, maybe take more drastic measures. But, uh, you know what? For now, do what you can to be honest about it, grow your relationship through trust, um, cultivate some mutual well-being. All right, next. I'm a senior in high school. My top college is located in Nashville, Tennessee. However, I'm quite scared to move far away from home. None of the colleges by my home, in my opinion, are quite as great as the one in Nashville. I'm having a hard time deciding if I go with a school that I don't love quite as much and stay near the comfort of home or go to my top school in Nashville and hope that I'll be able to transition well and be all right being so far from home. Immediately, I'm going to tell you, go to Nashville. Um, and let me tell you why. Because if you don't go, I think you're always going to wonder what could have happened. That's the first thing. The second thing, and I think this is important for anybody in college, looking at college to remember, you're not locked in anywhere. This is not like a four-year contract where you can't leave. Like, you're choosing to go there now. It's a big choice, yes, but you can always choose to go somewhere else if it doesn't work. But I think chances are it would. I think most things work out most of the time. Um, and that is the very optimistic side of myself speaking. Um, because, of course, some people do have very bad college experiences choosing to go somewhere far away. Um, 
But I think if you never do things that scare you or make you uncomfortable, you're never going to grow and you're going to have more regret in your life. So immediately I would say go to Nashville, take the leap of faith, see what happens. If it's bad, you're not locked in. You can always transfer somewhere else. You can always go somewhere else. Um, but I think, see, okay, if you go to Nashville and it's great and it's fabulous and it's everything you would hope it would be, I don't think you're going to be sitting there thinking, oh, well, what if I had gone at home? What if I had stayed at home and been close to home? But on the other hand, if you stay at home and it's like good and still maybe great, I still think you're going to wonder, oh, but what could have happened if I had tried going to Nashville? Um, so I would think as optimistically as possible and take the leap of faith and go and just see what happens because I think it could potentially lead you to some of the best things of your life. And if it doesn't, you can always leave. Um, the other thing I want to say with this, I firmly believe that wherever you are at any moment is exactly where you're supposed to be. So I know, okay, I'm going to say if you go to Nashville, that's where you're supposed to be. If you stay home, that's where you're supposed to be too. Um, and I know that sounds contradictory, but like truly, I think wherever you go, you're still going to succeed in life. You're still going to end up where you're meant to be. But um, I do think you're going to regret it if you don't at least try. Um, and it's really exhilarating to take a leap of faith like that. I know it's a huge decision and it's really stressful, but like step back, step out of your life a little bit and look at that from someone else's perspective. Going to Nashville after like living in the comfort of your home, like that is such an exciting thing. Um, and I think if that door is being open for you, you got to run through it, at least try. And if it's, you know what, if it's not where you're supposed to be, if that's not where you're supposed to be ultimately in the end, in your destiny, whatever, that door will be closed and then you know. But if it's open for you now, and you have the opportunity, and you're somewhat excited about it, I say pack up your bags and run, because that sounds like a blessing, and that sounds so fun and so cool. Um, I wish you a lot of encouragement as you make that decision, because I do, it's hard, I know, I understand. Um, making that choice is not easy, but I have full confidence that it will work out for you, um, and you're going to do great there, wherever you go, but especially in Nashville. Definitely keep us updated. Uh, <laughs> once you start making decisions, please submit something else because I really want to know what you do. Um, also, let me say, I don't think if you stay close to home, you should feel bad about yourself or feel disappointed. I feel like I just hyped that up a lot. I don't mean it like that. I'm just saying you might always regret it if you don't at least try. So I think you should be a yes man and take that opportunity if it's there. All right. Next. Uh, uh, let's see. How do I, how do I always end up asking people if they want to hang out? And then they don't respond. Um, even a no would be fine, but I just get nothing most of the time. I'm free. I've got nothing better to do. So I ask people if they want to hang out. I don't really care what we do in that time. We could go for a walk. We could go shopping. We could go out to eat. We could talk for hours on end. It doesn't really matter to me as long as someone wants to hang out for even 30 minutes to however long they have time for. 
Um, if you want to do something fun, let's do something fun. I don't care if it's a girl or a guy, a group of people. Most of the time I don't get a response back or I have to wait a month or more to get a response back. Is there something I need to change? Are there certain people I need to talk to? Trying my best to put myself in your shoes. Um, and having experienced this a little bit, um, in parts of my life and seeing other people experience it, I think it's really easy to fall into the mental trap of feeling like you're not worthy of the world or other people or that you're simply not wanted. And the first thing I want to state is if you've had thoughts like that or you feel that way, it's not true. And maybe you don't feel that way and that's great. But um, I know I have fallen into that mental trap in my own life. I've seen other people fall into that mental trap. And just think about how many people you love in your life and how many people are there for you and do love you. Um, is there something I need to change? I don't think so. Like, truly, like, you're great the way you are. Sometimes just whatever environment you're in, whatever phase of life you're in, the people there just aren't for you. And I think everyone experiences that at some point, whether it's going to college and not make any, making any connections or like not have, not having any friends or connections at work or at school, whatever it is. Um, I think everybody goes through a point where they just don't have connection with social circles. And as much as it sucks, I do think it's okay because it allows you to focus on yourself. Um, it allows you to do self-reflection, become the best version of yourself so that when you are in a phase of life and in a social circle where the people are for you, you're prepared to cultivate those relationships well and be confident in them and confident in yourself. Um, I truly, like, I, I don't know who you are, but I don't think it's you. I, people are just weird about being social and are very picky and choosy and that's not to say anything is negative about you. That's just, those people just aren't for you. I'm struggling to find some, like, really good advice to give you here. Um, because you are reaching out. Obviously, you're doing self-reflection. Um, I really just think it's it's other people not being your people. But the encouragement I want to offer you is I'm guessing you're 18 to 22. Um, looking at the stats of who listens, that's like the overwhelming majority or not overwhelming, but about half. So I'm going to guess you're in that age range. You have lived so little life so far. You have been in not very many social environments Think about all of the places you haven't been yet, all of the people you haven't met, all of the social circles you haven't even thought about yet that you're going to be involved in. Like, right now, these people just aren't your people, but you haven't met all of the people that you're going to love in your life, and you haven't met all of the people who are going to love you. And I'm sure there are a lot around the corner, um, whenever that might be, and until you find those people, you just gotta hold your head high and remind yourself that regardless of how other people respond to you, you have value, you have worthiness, you are worthy, excuse me, I should say that, um, and you're not lesser for that. 
Be confident in yourself. Try your absolute best. I know that can be difficult in situations like this, but truly, I don't think it's you. I really think it's just the people around you are not for you. But again, think about all of the people you haven't met yet, um, all of the people you haven't even imagined meeting who are there for you and will be there for you in the future. Um, and use that as some encouragement. Something, though, I think you can do is go out and involve yourself in different social circles, whether that be start attending like a young adult group you haven't gone to before or pick up another fun little job where you can meet new people. I think just putting yourself in situations where you can meet a lot more people can make it a lot easier. Um, it, the good friends you do have, connect with them on a regular basis and talk with them. Um, take advantage of the relationships you do have, the ones that are beautiful, the ones that are being cultivated and grown. And I don't know, remind yourself that there are lots of good people out there. And again, you haven't met all the people that are going to love you in your life. So keep your head up. Stay confident in yourself. You got this. I know it's hard, but truly, I don't think it's you. Um, next, my boyfriend and I broke up and so quickly, I mean a couple of weeks, he was dating another girl. What do I do when I'm so hurt by this? Um, honestly, the most you can do here is try your absolute best to be kind and to be forgiving and to hold your head up because it sucks. I know how much this sucks. I know how uh how angry I was cuz I mean I went I went through this too. I know how angry I was when this happened and how hurt I was. Um I mean like thinking back <laughs> And total vulnerability with you here, like, that hurt worse than the actual breakup. And I really, there's just not much you can do. And that really sucks. But try your best to be kind. Try your best to be patient with yourself and your life. And remind yourself that it doesn't need to pull you down. It just, it doesn't because it's not your fault. It doesn't make you a bad person in any way. Um, it was just a bad thing on these other people to do that and on your ex to do that um, to you. And it sucks. I know how much it does. I'm really sorry that you had to go through that or you are going through that. It really does hurt. Um, I do think one of the most beneficial things for me was just feeling all of those emotions to their extent um, instead of like bottling them up or just not addressing them or trying to ignore them. Feel all of the hurt, feel all of the anger you need to feel because then I think it becomes a lot easier to let go of eventually. And you know what? Every day you're going to wake up and you're going to think about it a little less and it's going to affect you a little less and it's going to hurt a little less and it takes time. It does. It sucks. 
But in the time that it takes, remind yourself that you're a good person. You didn't do anything wrong. You weren't deserving of it. But you are also still capable of being kind and forgiving. And that too can take time. And I think part of it is just fake it till you make it. um, If you need to. But... As much as it sucks, other people are going to let you down in life. That's just how it goes. And even if you can't control those circumstances, you can control how much it affects the rest of your life, how much it affects your other relationships, how much it affects your mindset. And I think there are ways that you can control that. Um, Good ones are journaling. Um doing a voice memo, talking to talking to your phone for an hour, just rant, yell, cry, do whatever you need to do. Um, one of the best things that worked for me was writing letters. Not that I would, not letters that I ever plan on giving anybody, but just like address to whoever I was upset with to say everything I needed to say, get it all out on the open, get it out of my head and on a piece of paper And then if you're not ready to let go of it quite yet, that's fine. Stick it in a drawer. Go read it again in a week. Um, And if you feel better, uh, rip it up and flush it down the toilet. Burn it. Whatever. Help yourself to let go of those things. Get all of your thoughts, all of your anger, all of your emotions out there somewhere, however that might be. And then someday when you're feeling better, someday when you're healed, you can go delete them, erase them, whatever it is. Um... This really helped for me before I was really back into podcasting um, and I was just very hurt and angry. I would, after school some days, I would get in my car, I would turn on a voice memo and I would just sit there and cry and talk and whatever I needed to do for like an hour sometimes. And that was really healing. And I would just do it by myself. I'd go sit there by myself I'd have a good cry. I'd feel all those things to their extent and I'd get them out in the open. And then a week later, a month later, whatever it may be, I'd go listen back to that and I'd recognize how much have I grown from this already? Um, How am I feeling compared to when I recorded that? And if it was better, I would delete it and I would try my best to never think about it again. Um, I think the unfortunate thing is with things like this and just breakups in general, like, it's not linear healing. It's not. Um, And, I mean, this situation with your ex dating somebody else within a couple weeks, like, that just makes it so much more difficult. Um, So, repeat that cycle. What What I'm trying to say is... The hurt just doesn't keep getting better and keep getting better. It does come back sometimes. And that sucks and that's the way it is. Um, But every time it comes back, it's going to be a little bit less and a little bit less and a little bit less until eventually things are okay and you are healed and it doesn't have to have the same toll on your life that it had now or before, whenever this happened. Truly, it does get better. I can tell you that. Um, But when that hurt comes back, when those negative emotions come back, you can repeat that cycle of feeling them to their extent and getting them out in the open 
and then eliminating them as many times as you need to to feel better. And really, it, it does help you feel better. I'm not just saying this as like, well, this could work. It really does um, work for me. I've seen it work for other people since then. Um, so, yeah, I'm really sorry for going through this. It sucks. If you want to reach out more and talk about it, I'm more than happy to talk with you um, on a more personal level. But um, rest assured, it hurts now. But every day, it'll get a little better. And if the hurt comes back, every time it comes back, it'll hurt a little less. And eventually, it will be okay, and you will be fine. And there are other people to love. There are other relationships to value. Hold your head up. Look at the things that you can be really grateful for in life. Um, Take that time of singleness to spend more time with your family and with your good friends. Um, and use that time to cultivate your love with yourself, too. I think that is almost most important. Um, but yeah. Keep your head up. Hang in there. I know it's hard. Things will be okay. They really will. I can promise you that. Um, I got another one. How to come to terms with your ex dating somebody new. Same thing. Do your best to be kind, patient, feel everything you need to feel. If that's frustrating, if that's just annoying or really angering or really upsetting, whatever it might be, feel it to its extent. Um, and I think, okay, also, and this can go for the previous person too, I think one of the best things you can do is just be as optimistic as possible about it and tell yourself, well, that just means this person wasn't for me. And that is the universe's way of taking that person out of my life. That's God's way of taking that person out of my life. If you're religious, um, that person wasn't for me, but it's not a rejection. It's a, it's propelling me into something better in my future. I can't think of the correct word, not rejection, but, but propelling prop. I don't know. You get what I'm trying to say. You don't have to see it as a negative rejection thing. You can see it as something positive that is propelling you to more beautiful relationships that are meant for you. Um, I truly think everybody has their person out there. And unfortunately, it can take some time to find them. And that means experiencing some heartbreak in the meantime. But for every heartbreak you're ex- you experience, you're one closer to finding the one, the one person that's not going to leave. Um, and the people that aren't going to let you down. So if you can try to think about it that way as much as possible, remind yourself that things do work out. Every person, I, I truly believe that every person you encounter, every relationship you have, every minute of your day, um, all works out for something greater. And just think about like the very small moments you've had in your past that like butterfly affected something huge. Um, and now think about this relationship that you went with. And if it's something that big that happened to you, man, well, what is that going to affect? What is that going to bring you later in life? What is that going to propel you toward? It's got to be something really cool. Um, so if you can try and think about it that way, I think it becomes a lot easier to deal with that, to come to terms with it. And 
I don't know, just tell yourself, you know, that person wasn't for me and that's okay because the things that I meant to have are going to find me. Um, and I'm being propelled toward more beautiful things in my life. Amen. Okay, next. Um, dealing with, I think this is supposed to say, dealing with friend drama and exclusive people. I'm going to relate this to the other person earlier who's talking about like reaching out to people and not getting many responses. If you are with people who are consistently looking for drama, causing drama, feeding into drama, being exclusive, those people are not for you. And I'm going to say this confidently, regardless of how long you've known them. I don't care if these are your best friends from elementary school through high school. Some people just are not mature and are not secure in themselves to remain drama-free. A lot of people will feed into drama and look for drama because it gets them some attention or it allows them to feel more powerful in a social setting or or maybe the only reason is that they just like to cause trouble and they like to make people angry. There are definitely people like that out there. Um, regardless, drama is not worth your time. It's just not ever, regardless of where you are, how long you've known these people. And it is fully okay to just separate yourself from that, step back quietly, um, Try your absolute best not to feed into it, not to get involved. It's totally okay, too, to just say, you know what, guys, like, I, I'm i not going to be involved in this. And look for other people who are drama-free and do not want to invest their time and energy into those things. That is fully okay. And you would, you are, uh, nobody is ever in the wrong for backing out of unnecessary drama. Now, if you're somehow involved in it, I think it's a little bit different because we all make mistakes, but if you perhaps did something that started this drama or spiraled it, fix that first. Do your best to make amends and make that right before you back out, but if it's just unnecessary drama, things that do not need to be... uh, spiraled and elevated and whatever dramatized it's not worth your energy it's really not especially like if you're in middle school or high school there are so many other people out there who are really good people who do not like to be involved in drama and um who are not exclusive um and those are the people you can go find those are the relationships you can go cultivate and you know what if these if these friends friendships that you're involved with right now If those are meant for you, after those people mature and grow up a little bit, they'll come back. They will. And then you can work on recultivating, rebuilding, uh, regrowing those relationships. But right now, it's not worth your time. And if you find yourself struggling to find people who are drama-free and inclusive, 
it's a little sucky, but it is okay too, just to get through school. Um, because, oh my gosh, I mean, now being in college, like so many of the drama things that happen in high school, middle school, whatever, like, I don't even remember them. I don't think about them. A lot of people, like, I just, I don't even talk to anymore. So, like, truly in a couple years, if you're in high school right now, it's really not going to matter that much. Um, because, again, there's so many people in your life that you haven't met yet that are going to be beautiful relationships that you can cultivate. And right now, it's just not worth your time. Go find other people who are drama-free, who are inclusive. Um, try your best not to get sucked into it absolutely try your best not to feed into it. Um, keep your head up. You got it. Um, I'm gonna do one more. Oh, I have a crush on my cousin. (laughs) Don't we all? No, we don't. Pull yourself together. Um, I really hate, actually, that this is on here because I already know a few too many people that are intimately involved with someone else on their family tree, and the fact that you just proved to me there are more makes me, wow, not feel, that gives me a bad feeling in my gut, um, but keep that to yourself, um, (laughs) don't do anything about that, ever, please, um, Yep, that's where we're going to end. That is enough for today. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really, that was fun for me to read through those and give you advice and respond to them. I hope you had a good time listening. If you want to send in your own struggle, stress, anxiety, whatever it might be, you can go to my Instagram page, podcast.heresthething. I have an anonymous, completely anonymous form linked in my bio that you can click on. You can submit whatever you like on there. I at least read through everything. I can't promise that um, I'll respond to everything, but I'm looking forward to episode two because there are more things to talk about. Um, I hope that whatever you heard today was encouraging, that it brought you some some insight. Um, if you are a person who submitted something, if you have a problem you want to talk about on a more personal level, of course, you are always more than welcome to reach out to me. It'll never get heard by anybody else. So, um, I don't know, even if we don't know each other well, if you just have something you want to talk about, you want a second opinion on, you want advice on, give me a call, give me a text, DM me, whatever you need to do. Um, I love you guys all so much. Thank you for listening. As always, podcasts are streaming on Spotify. They're also now on Apple Podcasts and, uh, iHeartRadio Podcasts. Um, And I'm working on getting them on a few other platforms. So thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for listening. I love hearing from all of you. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your week. Bye!